Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, this is Rick from TC Paintball. You're listening to The Eric Zane Show, a show where the host makes the audience create intros, complains about them, and then refuses to play the correct ones. And now, because I'm required to, here's Eric Zane. Well now, well now. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures Monday through Friday right here. Right off the top, the Facebook ban is in the books. I have uh, served my 30 days. 30 days in the hole. Ooh, 30 days in the hole. Great song. Humble pie. Uh, so we are now nearly 24 hours since the end of our last incident. 24 consecutive hours nearly incident free. I am trying to keep it that way. Posted a nice picture of my father and I. Uh, hey, uh, listen on Wednesday for Dear Meathead. So there you go. Nice and simple. Uh, nobody said any smart ass comments that, that pissed me off and wanted me to kick some ass. So, all right. All right, good. I feel good about that. So uh, hello to each and every one of you who enjoy the show live. If you do enjoy the show live as we do it from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, keep in mind that I would still love you to subscribe to the audio podcast. You can go to my website and click on free podcast and then subscribe. Or uh, just search my name wherever you download podcasts and then subscribe to it. That uh, actually helps me immensely. Su- subscribe on more than one platform. That would even uh, that would be fantastic. Whatever it is, all these things help. Help the show grow. That's what it is all about. So, all right. Uh, Facebook brought to you by Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids, Hybrid, and EV. We're back in the saddle again. Uh, Twitter. A video on Twitter. At Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then the almighty YouTube, if that's what you choose. That is brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. Independent insurance agent broker. More information at buyinsurancehere.com. Click the... Subscribe button, bell notification, thumbs up, and off you go. 
you ever want to correspond with me, the quickest, easiest way, if you do not have my cell phone number, and a lot of you do, you're, uh, if you do have my cell phone number, I, I actually don't care if you use that. If you text me at any time, you might have to say, hello, this is so-and-so. I know most of you, but some of you, I may have given you my cell phone number, and then I'm like, wait, I didn't save this one. So I don't give a shit. Text me. People are like, oh, my God, don't give out your cell phone number. Like, well, no, I, I have many times of people that I care to talk to. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's just easier that way. I can always ignore it, you know? Uh, but if you uh, want to correspond via email on the Shoreliners Striping inbox, shorelinerstriping.com for Stripe in the parking lot, email me anytime, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I love the correspondence. Lately, I love how I have actually made some of you who were like, oh, no, I, I love Zane's old show, Free Beer and Hot Wings. I actually have convinced some of you to, that uh, that there is life beyond that. I'm trying to get you to ditch that shit uh, and so that you're not so fucking bored all the time. Thank you for those who have uh, tried to rid themselves of that habit, either by canceling your stupid... Uh, whatever they term their subscription service. Now, you can get it for free about anywhere. Why are you paying for that, first of all? So, thank you. And as uh, as well, just for sending along stories that you think are interesting. So, all right. Uh, a lot to get to today, including Dear Meathead. By the way, sorry that I'm late. Little uh, little bit slow today. Um, but Dear Meathead happens with my dad. In about 47 minutes, okay? If you have a question for my dad for Dear Meathead, brought to you by JM Synthetics, please send it along. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. We've got a few. And if by any chance I don't use your question, please don't let the dis- that uh, discourage you. You can always resend it later on or, or I'll just catch it next week, things like that. So there you go. I'm blown away by something i saw today it is a a screen test for an actor who in the event i think that this i don't think this is a green lit movie project but there is a uh impressionist voice actor actor by the name of jamie costa never heard of jamie costa before you will one day and uh, I, I'm just going to play for you a little bit of a clip that I thought was incredible. Um, when I started to play the uh, what I'm about to play for you, I thought, oh, okay. Well, they're playing a clip of the original actor and what they were known for, like a clip from a show that they were on to compare it to Jamie Costa. And then I said, okay, they're using this as a baseline so that I can get an idea of what the person who originally um, would have been in this scenario, how they spoke, and then comparing it. That's not true at all. This is actually Jamie Costa playing uh, Robin Williams. The scene is on the set of Mork and Mindy, that show from the early 1980s, really kind of uh, put him out into the forefront of the, of the world. You know, he started getting those movie roles after this stupid sitcom. 
And the uh, lady who played Mindy Pam Dauber in this clip is trying to get his attention because she wants to break the news to him that John Belushi had died. I guess the night of that Belushi died, uh, Robin Williams was uh, with John Belushi. It's a 35-second clip. Lady who's playing Pam Dauber is coming into the uh, dressing room where um, uh, some lady is trying to fix his hair for the for the scene on Mork and Mindy, all right, on the screen test. And he's just acting frantic as always, all coked up as he was. But listen to how much he sounds like him. Mork calling Orson. Come here, Orson. Robin? I got to try another thing here. Mork calling Orson. Come in, your fatitude. Mother. Hello, Orson. Falling asleep on the job again, Mullard? No immenseness. Just uh, working on my report on dreams. <laughs> dreams? Well, dreams are a beautiful aspect of human culture. In fact, it happens when you're at night and you close your eyes and all kinds of images happen and it's really bizarre. Well, let's try this one. Well, it depends on who you ask. If you ask Cinderella, she might sing it to you and say, Robin? A dream is a wish, your heart. Robin! Holy shit. Okay. And, you know... He looks like a young Robin Williams. I know I just played you the audio. It wasn't like uh, you could watch a visual along with that. But in your mind, you were seeing Robin Williams, and he looks like Robin Williams, too. I mean, he's uh, it's just, I can't get over it. I am excited about if this ever does get green lit and made into a biopic. And I think... I guess that's being discussed and nothing's for sure. But I mean, when you've got a pedigree uh, type of performance like that, my gosh, Jamie Costa, the name of the dude, he's 31. He's a actor, filmmaker, comedian, impressionist uh, from North Carolina. Not much. I don't, I don't know much about this guy. I don't know anything, but I'd never heard of this guy until this. Very short Wikipedia entry, a lot of uh, uh, animated features. And uh, my God, people, uh, this headline from people says, uh, uh, fans are blown away at the spot on acting and impression or impersonation. It, it's, it's more than an impersonation. He's acting as Robin Williams. It's, I, I freaking love this shit, man. When people are so good at something, so immersed in it that they become the person. It's freaking amazing. Like uh, Joaquin Phoenix in, uh, what the hell was that movie called? Start the job. The fucking, he played uh, Waylon, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Cash. Ring of Fire, that's it. Joaquin Phoenix and um, what's the chick's name? Kate Hudson. Reese. Reese Witherspoon. You see? You thought I was falling off there, but I know everything about this. Uh, Ring of Fire. Walk the line. Fuck! Walk the line, son of a bitch! Shit, I thought I had that one. Well, anyway, you get what I mean. What do they call that? Uh, method acting? When they just dive into it? I don't know if that's... Uh, I think method acting means 
you uh, uh, become the person when even when they say cut and then you, you still behave. I mean, how weird would that be? If you're like a normal human being and not some twisted actor who has to get into this uh, uh, a frame of mind where all the time, what's the guy's name from uh, There Will Be Blood? Sir Walter Reed? Milkshake! Uh, God dang it, what's that jerk's name? Milkshake! I drink your milkshake! Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, don't, hey, I got that one on my own. He's, he did that. I think it like took years off of his life. Because he was so, uh, like, dove into the part. Ah! Holy shit! Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, multi-talented Ed Ryan is uh, is in attendance. Uh, writer extraordinaire. Uh, multimedia personality. From Radio Inc. Magazine. Uh, he reached out to me and said... Uh, Hey man, did you cancel your show? I haven't seen it on Facebook. And I'm like, no, man, I got, uh, and that was actually a day and a half ago when he reached out to me and I'm like, no, no, I got suspended for 30 days because I threatened to strangle somebody. So I'm back, but the show is moving to Twitch. The live aspect like this will be happening on Twitch. Twitch has said, okay, well, let's get together and let's do this. That will be happening. More details as they come to me. Uh, all right, but I am just, uh, really excited about this, uh, this Jamie Costa and this Robin Williams thing. Uh, fans are blown away. This five minute clip put up to his YouTube channel on Tuesday titled Robin, like all caps, like that would be the title of the film test footage scene and viewers were quick to applaud the actor's spot on take of Williams. The clip directed and edited by Jake Lewis features Costa as Williams on the set of Mork and Mindy 1982. Uh, I told you all that. Uh, man. The scene struck a chord with fans who said on Twitter they would love to see more of Jamie Costa as Robin Williams. Yeah, that is uh, really, really great. Um... Williams died by suicide in 2014. In August of this year, his son, Zach, marked the seventh anniversary of his dad's death with a tribute on social media. Dad, seven years ago today, you passed on. Zach wrote, sharing a photo of Williams, the joy and inspiration you brought to the world carries on in your legacy and in your family, friends, and fans you love. You live to bring laughter and help others. I'll be celebrating your, me your memory today. Love you forever. That is touching. I think that if I was a family member or someone close to Robin Williams and then that movie came out, I mean, that would be quite an experience to see that, you know, uh, the, someone capturing someone so well, a skilled professional being able to pull off that type of impersonation. In fact, I'll um, give you a quick look as to how he looks when he's uh, in costume. Uh, but that is uh, Jamie Costa right there from the film. So you 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 get an idea right there as to uh, as to what he looks like. All right, Dennis says good morning. Very happy to be back on Facebook. Well, what's the difference? I mean, I I I I'm that's great, but 
I mean, you were watching the show on YouTube. Does that is it not as good on YouTube? Isn't it like the same damn thing? Uh, John says, John, who is known as the Fat Dave Grohl, he made the music to start the show. He writes, Hot Wings' biggest talent is making friends with Greg in college. <laughs> Aw, I actually feel a little bad about that. I don't have a I don't have a beef with Hot Wings. He he, I do make make fun of him all the damn time. I was born to do that, but I'm not doing it because I don't like him. Greg, I don't like at all. I would love to punch that guy right in the nose. Old Drippy G. All right. Jim Carrey did an awesome job becoming Andy Kaufman. That people who actually knew and hated Andy felt the same way about uh, Jim Carrey on set. Yeah, that was another spectacular performance. You're absolutely right. Tio says, I like to watch on YouTube when watching live because I have premium and I can listen to the show live without having to keep my screen on. Ah, <laughs> yes, you will be able to do that when we go on to Twitch too. And if you like to watch the replay, when I'm done on Twitch, it will be pushed out to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, yeah, you'll still be able to see it. But if you want it live in the moment, it will be on Twitch only. And there's going to be a tweak because I had uh, uh, made you all follow uh, twitch.com slash Eric Zane. But we decided that since the logo was going to say Eric Zane show live, we are changing a, we're changing the page. So what I'm going to need you to do. Remember how I told you go to twitch.com slash Eric Zane? Well, that is all out the window. I need you to go to a different website and do the same thing that you did before. Subscribe, hit the little heart. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, we changed that. You see, already, you get more than one uh, ha uh, head in the, in the mix. And already... Heartache. Oh my God. Controversy. Twitch.com slash Eric Zane live. Forget twitch.com slash Eric Zane. Right this minute, go to twitch.com slash Eric Zane live and subscribe there. Oh my God. Lisa Swearinga is here. Miss you. Chris says, good thing I didn't bother signing up yet. You don't have to sign up. You just like the page, dummy. Uh, Stevie says, uh, are you going to be able to tell us how to sign up without Prime account? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I will fill you in on, on how that works. Uh, I am not that far yet. Another meeting today. All right. So there you go. Twitch.com slash Eric Zane live. Brian says, that's it. I'm out. Brian, where have you been? I have been trying. Are you still in the, in the mix for um, uh, some type of marketing for what it is you want me to market? 
been way too long. We, we were at the precipice. We were right there of getting you to marketing on the show. And the show's like three times as big now as it was back then. And the price is still the same. So, I mean, seriously, get off of your ass and let's do this. You know? All right. Uh, some of you are familiar with the radio show in Detroit, Michigan, and I think it's indicated to other markets called Jay and Chuck the Freak. This month, the month of October, is Jocktober, which is the old Opie and Anthony bit that um, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts has kind of inherited each October... Each week in October, he puts the show out once a week. He reviews a radio show. Normally, he reviews podcasts. But in October, he reviews radio shows. In fact, one year ago, he reviewed your old pal Eric Zane. And it was terrible. But uh, because of that, I have made friends with that entire group. And that has led to some amazing things. So I'm thankful. I was asked to participate in this upcoming episode as they review the world famous Dave and Chuck the Freak. Okay. Uh, apparently they're on in Tampa. I know they're on in Boston. And um, okay, of uh, this will be my third appearance on Who Are These Podcasts. And I don't want to shoot my wad yet on this because I want to save it for the show that we're recording live on Discord Friday. Um, but this radio show replaced uh, probably the show that has had the most influence on me professionally. Drew and Mike. I was so... Um, consumed by how the Drew and Mike show did radio back in the uh, 90s when I first experienced them. And then they worked in Detroit all the way up until, um, God, I don't know, 2015. I, I'm not really sure the timeline. They were replaced by Dave and Chuck the Freak. And I, to this day, kind of don't understand. But, okay, so it's very, very personal to me. Um. The Drew and Mike show had a huge influence on me. And uh, so much so that I had to be very, very careful not to try to sound too much like them. Drew and Mike. Like, I, I would so glommed on to what they were creating that speaking patterns, words used. I had to like, all right, rein it in. Too much. You're, you're trying too much. It's influencing you too much. So, um, because of that effort though, um, trying to capture what they do and how they do it, it had a huge impact on me, uh, to my benefit. It ended up working out quite, uh, quite well. Um, so when now, while, I, while that show was uh, doing its thing, there was another show on a radio station in Windsor, Canada called Dave and Chuck. That's the show, Dave and Chuck the Freak. 
And uh, they established a, uh, a following of younger audience. And the only thing I can think figure they, they were able to, that happened here in Detroit was Drew and Mike were shown the door and Dave and Chuck brought in in an unceremonious fashion. Very odd. And I'm like, why? Because Drew and Mike were at the tip top of the ratings pile. Dave and Chuck were trying to get to the top. So in a, in a risky move, which I guess in hindsight it worked, but I still hated it. They fired Drew and Mike and brought in Dave and Chuck the Freak. So they destroyed the entire Drew and Mike audience, wiped them out, ripped the room down to the studs, as I like to describe it as, and then brought Dave and Chuck in, just plopped their audience right into Morning Drive on 101 WRIF. Thank you, Ed. Um, so from my own personal perspective, the idea, I guess here was first of all, saving money, Drew and Mike expensive show and radio business that was bleeding money still is you bring in Dave and Chuck, you pay them a fraction of what you paid Drew and Mike that they are still happy with because they're not making any money. And then you suddenly make the, you've shifted the audience age from an older crowd to a younger crowd. You've bought yourself years. I hated the move. I still hate the move. Business wise, it made sense. However, you are getting a shittier show, in my opinion. Not as good of a show. Nothing personal against these people. Well, no, a little bit personal because like I said, there, I, I really identified with Drew and Mike for a lot of years. I look up to that show immensely. Um, so when I was told, Eric, we're reviewing Dave and Chuck the freak. You're up. I'm like, fuck. Yes. Isn't that, uh, what's the name of that character that Jimmy Norton does? Fuck yes. What's his name again? I don't know. Uh, very important to point out for context that, uh, and, and Ed from Radio Inc., I guess I'm telling the story with the right guy hearing it. Uh, Mike passed away a few years ago. Drew continues on doing the podcast, still calls it the Drew and Mike show, which happens a lot of the time. You get like a brand there. Um, and he, he openly acknowledges that. Uh, as the years went on prior to Mike's death, uh, I ended up making friends with him and, uh, we had quite a few phone conversations, which were very nice. Uh, I was also, also blessed to be able to have some type of correspondence with Drew from the show. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm happy about that, but, uh, I, I listened to Dave and Chuck and I actually know one of the guys on there. Andy green is a wonderful human being. But I guess my problem with, I have many, many issues with the show. Many issues. Oh my God. So many problems with this show. And I'm going to explain them in a Jocktober edition of Who Are These Podcasts on Friday. It'll be published on Sunday. Uh, Kyle writes, does radio look for ratings? Shares similar to TV. 1849 is gold. Over 50. Don't care about. I think radio, the wheelhouse is 2554. You win 2554, you're there for life. And, and Dave and Chuck win it all. And I guess my question is, I can't believe it. Or I mean, how? 
That's not a question. Can't believe it. I can't believe how. Uh, and it's just, uh, it, it's it's quite unbelievable. I mean, uh, the first thing people are going to say about me is you sound like a bitter old man when you're talking about it. It's like, yeah, I know, man. But this is this is how Jacktober goes. It's an air check session. Okay? And I have talked to you about those air check sessions. So I will be the PD. Harsh. It's a roast is what it is. So none of that gets taken personally. It better not. I mean, I didn't take it personally when they roasted me. So, but I am excited about it. All right. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to tip my hand as to what I'm going to talk about on that, but, uh, that's all coming up. The Halloween display from hell. Oh boy. I don't understand this one. This is rough. And it happens, uh, it happened right like near here where I live. Um, there is a community right here in West Michigan where there is a, um, a, a display set up where like, uh, for Halloween, if you drive by, uh, you know, you, you, you see the usual run of the mill stuff, maybe the witch who hits the tree, uh, yeah, whatever tombstones that's Halloween. My, my sweet neighbor Etta has a beautiful display up there. And she says a witch, she's got on the door, a witch and her goblins live, her little goblins live here. Okay, great. Well, in this, uh, in this community, uh, uh in Gr- the Grand Rapids area, Walker is the name of the town right next to Grand Rapids. You got like, uh, the tombstones, pumpkins, um, weird, uh, like crime tape. So, all right. And then there's like uh, those little placards with numbers on them. Like maybe like shell casings were there. I don't know. And then uh, there is a silhouette of a person on the glass that says, help us. And then there's, oh my God, little gory, some bloody handprints on the glass. And what it it looks like someone left uh, some sporting goods on the porch. In fact, I'll, uh, I'll share this with you so you can see it all. Uh, this is, uh, this is, this is how it looks. All right. There you go. All there. And, and the headline gives it away. Oh, this is screwed up. My gosh. Check this out. Uh, 20 years ago, well, a little under 20 years ago, it happened in 2003. This home was the scene of a horrible triple homicide. Remember I said there's sporting goods, a baseball bat leaning against the porch. The guy who did the killings killed his family with a baseball bat and a butcher knife. What the hell? This did not happen that long ago. This uh, this is just before I moved to West Michigan. The lunatic is John Ceasling. John Ceasling is serving uh, three life sentences. He was uh, 17 when he did this, when he killed his family. Okay. 
And uh, he was one of these guys that there was a federal uh, thing passed down that says that if you're under, if you're a juvenile, when you're given a life sentence, um, the sentence has to be reviewed or thrown out and you have to be resentenced. Um, the whole ju- juvenile lifer uh, serving a life sentence without parole, you were uh, eligible to seek a lesser sentence. Well, they ended up reviewing this guy's sentence. They go, no, uh, nothing here is worth even reviewing. Go back uh, to prison for life. There, There is no life. There is no getting out of prison after this. And I, um, for the life of me, cannot figure out what um, the uh, homeowner here is thinking. So uh, this maniac, John Ceasling, beat his mom and teen sister with a baseball bat and stabbed them with a kitchen knife. This is all very gruesome. Some of you are going to be triggered by this. Before he plunged the blade into his crying six-year-old sister's throat. 20 years after the killings, the neighbors are shocked and outraged by a display outside the house on Walker Avenue Northwest near Four Mile Road. Three gravestones surrounded by police tape. An evidence marker by a baseball bat on the porch. The front door silhouettes on the glass with help us written in dripping red paint. The builder of the display, some crazy bitch named Amanda, who did not want her last name published, was unapologetic. She grew up in the house, which has been in her family for decades. Wait, what? It's a Halloween decoration, she said. She remembers the bloodbath that she had to clean up after investigators finished their work. There is still blood inside the house that she cannot reach. The Seaslings, you know, where the 17-year-old lived, rented the house and were friends of this Amanda who put up the display. So she was renting the house to these, these people. The crazy triple homicide goes down. And here she is like, yeah, what? It's what? It's a Halloween decoration. She writes, everyone in the area knows what happens here. Just the mention of the address raises eyebrows. Drivers slow down, staring and pointing with people sometimes yelling as they pass, she said. Yeah, they're yelling, fuck you, you crazy bitch. For Amanda, the house, uh, as she describes it, a Walker legend, as she put it. It is where she raised her children. Um, so apparently she moved back into the house where the triple homicide occurred and has, that's it. We know some people might look at it and say, oh my God, oh my God, this is, this is my way of saying we are well, it's her way of saying we are well aware. Stop screaming at us when you're driving past my house. What? I don't understand what's going on here. Seasling killed his mom, who was 42 at the time, Sharon, and sisters Caitlin, 15, and Le- uh, Leah, 6, on January 22nd, 2003. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't even unpack any more of these details of the of the murder. I've already done enough. Uh, John Seasling, now 36, was 17. Uh, Kent County Circuit Judge Mark uh, Trusick upheld the state's harshest sentence late last month. He said he had seen nothing as horrific as this case. Kathy Gordon was a classmate to the 15-year-old 
who uh, would have graduated with her at uh, Kennewa Hills local uh, high school. She said the tragedy struck hard. For days, students cried and sought help from school counselors. So, you know, you got this this young person now uh, making this comment, and then this crazy Amanda bitch. I mean, somebody needs to, to fucking uh, drive over the display with their car or, I don't know, pour gra- uh, gas on the gas and on the grass. And I can't even talk. What the fuck? Probably not a good idea for me to encourage that. For days, students cried and sought help from school counselors. She said everyone heard what happened, but the violence was hard for high schoolers to t- for students to take it in. The morning of the murders, all bus drivers were told to avoid that street due to the caution tape scene. So she's basically just recreating the crime scene. My bus, unfortunately, had no choice but to go on that street. We saw the caution tape scene. It was like something out of a movie. How how horrific. She said the current display made her want to vomit and was truly unacceptable. She said it dishonors the victims. It is truly disgusting, especially since the crime hits close to home. My God, why, I don't understand why this Amanda chick who's been in this house forever. I mean, think about it. What a crazy, sick, psychotic bitch this is. Amanda said that the display was not intended to hurt anyone. Oh, my God. Well, what did you expect was going to happen? People are going to go, yeah, okay. In a way, she this twisted fat ass said it brought closure, especially for her daughter, who was a friend of the youngest victim. What? That family that lived there, that family was our friends. Amanda said, I'm not going to sweep it under the rug and act like it didn't happen. And no one's asking you to do that, but also to, to, to make this stupid display. This is horrible. Leah, the six-year-old, was a friend of my daughter. We went to their funerals. What? Oh, my God. I, I've never heard of a more macabre, morbid thing in all of my life. This is the type of thing that actually makes me want to go protest there. And I am definitely not a go there and protest guy. So she's sympathetic. She she loves the family, but she ha- puts up this horrible display because I don't want to sweep it under the rug. I mean, she's literally gaining nothing from this. She's not charging anybody for this, which is I think this makes it even more twisted. She said she was not sensationalizing the killings. John Seasling is the one who committed the ultimate atrocity. She said, I don't know. I think you should be right right there in jail with him. We're not heartless. We're not monsters. No, I think you are. I think you are a psycho. But it happened. This is my way of saying I am absolutely aware of what happened here. Is that needed? You need to tell everybody, hey, I'm aware of what happened here. She said she welcomes anyone to talk to her about it. Come knock on my door. Then ask me what I had to clean up. Maybe this is my way of dealing with it. Oh, God. Wow. Talk about inviting more attention. Sarah Rook Ruck Rouge says, how about, a, I don't know, a nice memorial of beautiful photos of the family. Instead, you're recreating the crime scene. Melinda says, do we know why he murdered them? Uh, no, no. I, I think you just have a, uh, a, 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 a sick, twisted soul who killed his family. 
a 42-year-old mother and two sisters. Uh, Chris says, dark humor is like food. Not everybody gets it. Are you suggesting that this is A-OK? I hope not. Uh, Jason says, dark humor. Nobody take it serious. Well, okay, here's the thing, though. You got to look at the fact that it, this is a, uh, a traumatic thing that affected these people uh, uh, very horribly. And, um, you know, you're going to get a person who at the time that this happened was extremely young, probably. And, uh, you know, then they see that shit. That might trigger something horrible for them. I, I, I would never want that uh, to happen. So Jason Schaefer... Uh, I think you, I think you might have earned another time out there. What the hell is your problem? He writes, maybe they were asking for it. Uh, Jason says, just drove past the house yesterday. I understand, but it's dark humor. I understand that it's dark humor, but yikes. Yeah. I don't think you deserve it. Uh, Ruth says, what's really crazy is how many people support the homeowner's decision to create such a horrific display. Oh, God. Josh says, I missed the first part of the story. Is it too early to ask if they're okay? Now that joke doesn't work here, you idiot. Uh, Lisa lives in the area. She says, this is in my community. She thinks it's okay. Uh, talk uh, about the, oh, the homeowner. Lisa also adds, Eric, I am disgusted by this bitch. I remember when the murders happened. Wow. What an absolute animal. Sam M writes, it's fine, Zane. Go get your crying towel. Hold on a second here. Let me ask you something. Do you not have any ability to even try to wrap your mind around what I'm trying to say? So you're telling me that if you're 10 years old, and your friend who lived in that house was slaughtered, you'd just shrug when you saw that? Is that what you're telling me? What that shows me is you have a slight degree of, uh, you have some psychopathic tendencies yourself. The inability to uh, absorb and feel what a another person feels, it's called empathy, you dumb motherfucker, and you have none. Fucking A, man. All right, I got to pee. I'll be back in just a second. And I need I need a timeout for myself after that shit. Hang on.
fast, 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 fast. I'm wearing a grout fit. This is what my daughter calls it, a grout fit. Gray top, gray hoodie, gray uh, gray sweatpants. It's pretty much been my outfit for, uh, I don't know, the past three years. Joe Morin writes, Eric, I was listening to yesterday's Patreon bonus podcast. I heard about all the food you consumed after your workout. It was uh, on Monday. I, I ate way too much again. I, I did well up until post-workout. You ate more after your workout than I consumed during my 100-mile run. Yeah, well, first of all, you look uh, uh, unhealthily skinny. There are photos of people, uh, you know, on the last train to Auschwitz who look uh, more healthy than you do because you're so damn skinny. So shut the fuck up. He says, I hope you can get help before Michael Ball bears you badly. I think you meant, please, why don't you edit your emails, beat you badly in the Grand Rapids half marathon. I will be the guy lapping you while running the full marathon. Have a great day. See you Sunday. Signed, uh, Joe Morin. Asshole. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Bonnie writes, if this upsets, if the uh, uh, murder scene recreation upsets someone, they can go to their safe space. Oh, God. What? Seriously. Sam writes, easy guy, just trolling you. Melinda says, I wonder if that house is, is, uh, is haunted. Yeah, that would, that would freak me out, man. The fact that there's still blood in places where you can't reach how get a fucking ladder you stupid idiot justin writes i love it when zane tells it how it is thank you it's a gift dear meathead brought to you by jm synthetics with my 87 year old father in just a bit uh, I will be on Patreon a little bit later on today for a, the kind of, it's kind of like the after show, you know, uh, this one concludes. And then each day after it, I do the Patreon bonus podcast. You know, some of you, uh, have the opportunity to listen to shows all day long. Okay. And, uh, if you listen to mine and you like it, uh, and you think, hey, man, that Patreon will do great for me because I uh, I need more to listen to. You know what you're getting with me, at least. You don't have to search for a new show. I put 15 hours of content up there each and every day. In fact, the lovely, multi-talented Kate is taking on Dale and smarter than a former drug dealer trivia today. I'll be posting that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane is where you will find it. Eric Zane, all one word, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month. Five bucks uh, Five bucks is all the audio and the audio archive. Ten bucks a month is all of that, plus the video, the video archive, and the live streams. I suggest just trying it out for five bucks a month. You know, a little trial period. And then you're like, yep. 
I, I think I can, uh, I can grow to like this or I like this enough. You can convert it to a yearly and I'll save you 10%. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and the live stream brought to you this time around by uh, Bennett Flooring Installation. If you are in West Michigan, check out Bennett Flooring Installation. Now, they will rip out the old stuff for you, whether it be carpet or flooring, whatever it may be. Um, but I, I recommend doing all that uh, grunt work yourself. And then when it comes to putting the flooring down, Bennett Flooring Installation does it for you. And you'll end up saving a lot of money because all that uh, labor and time is uh, you're covering that. Call or text 616-318-0167. 616-318-0167. Get the uh, room measured today. Got a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Very busy this time of year, but he wants to talk to you. Call or text, uh, text Frank Jude Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance at 616-914-4070. Insurance is tricky business, and if you're buying it uh, through the marketplace coming up at uh, the November enrollment period, or if you are taking advantage of the Medicare system, you or someone you love who is that age, is of age, uh, don't do this alone. Frank can help you navigate all of the steps and it won't cost you a dime. That's what I love the most about my policy shop insurance. Call or text 616-914-4070. Say, Frank, Zane sent me help. It's all you got to do. Or when you go to buyinsurancehere.com, which is the site he set up for listeners of this show, fill out the info and he'll take care of the rest. He will contact you. Doesn't matter where you are in the United States. Fill it out or call him. This is one of my sponsors that works anywhere. MyPolicyShopInsurance.com The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Uh, there is comedy coming to the area all the time. Fullhousecomedy.com. Tomorrow, Chris Catan, Spectrum Lanes. Also, he is appearing at Billy's Lounge on October 15th and the Back Alley Comedy Club on October 16th. Also, Steve Hofstetter happens October 15th at the Park Theater. Tommy Davidson is in town October 17th at uh, Billy's Lounge. And Bill Bellamy makes an appearance October 17th at the Park Theater for... All of these shows go to fullhousecomedy.com. Click on events and buy your tickets. And you are supporting a longtime sponsor, Big Dick Donnie Veltman. All right. So there you go. Thank you so much to the sponsors. Ron writes this. This is interesting. Hi, Eric. I am a new listener to your show. I am enjoying it. I was actually an intern for your morning show in Knoxville back in 2000. Holy shit. I do not recall. Ron, um, can you do me a favor, buddy? Because I need to bring you in here. I'm going to talk to my dad in like seconds, but will you email me Eric at Eric And then I will send you a link to this stream and you can join me right here. All you need is your phone or a laptop or a computer or desktop. Doesn't matter. And your time. I would love to talk to you. That would be so fun because I don't recall and you can, um, and you can help me. Wow. He says, I was an assistant coach for the swim team. I was 35 years old then. You were 35 then, so you must be like 100 years old now. All right, email me. I got to talk. I need, I need, it's a fact-finding mission. I, I And be warned, I don't remember fuck about this. All right, but until then, I got to bring Dad here. As usual, Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. Go there, uh, figure out what you want to buy. Uh, call up uh, Jason Mays, 616 747 and say, This is what I want. And it shows up at your front door. It's that simple. All right. Wait, hey, guy. Good morning, son. Dad, how are you? I'm doing well, and how about yourself? <laughs> doing, uh, doing great. I, uh, I hear Joanne there. Hello, Joanne. Hi, honey. Joanne's always here alongside of me. Dad, last week when we were uh, doing this show, we talked about um, uh, removing the stump. Yeah. <laughs> And we were, you know, okay, here we go. We're going to do this. And uh, tell everybody how it went, Dad. 
Well, it really went great because, first of all, that stump has been there for 20 years. Maybe more. Maybe more. I thought that was going to be one heck of a project. Right. So did I. Instead, the the temperament of the air and water and rain that it fall on that thing all these years, we actually pulled the stump apart by hand. <laughs> yeah, you made uh, you made one cut with that saw, and it was like uh, cutting into yeah, a loaf it, of it bread. It would have taken forever to cut that with that saw, and it didn't uh, really do anything, and we decided, no, we ain't going to do that. We're going to start digging. Am I right? No, you're 100% right. You kind of just reached in there with your hands and pulled it up. Yeah. And then it came out in huge chunks. Dad, uh, and, uh, uh-huh, yep. And, and, and you decided, well, you want to dry it up better and then put it in your campfire. Yeah, it'll take a while to burn because it was like pulling a wet rag out of the ground. Yeah. Now, that, you know, you did do things methodically. You do things... Uh, like you study it before you do it, as far as that goes. Even the burning of that wood, you dry it up so carefully and set it aside, and then when it's all dried up after three years, <laughs> you burn it. Now, I would actually throw everything in a fire. Oh, yeah, you can't. And fire, right. The fire that we have over there is so hot that uh, burn a uh, uh, off the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that again? Uh, hot off the cactus? Yeah, it'll burn the cactus. I mean, <laughs> never mind. That's okay. Dad, I, uh, I, I wrote down a, a note there when you were describing it, and you, you said that the uh, uh, what helped get the stump out was, quote, the temperament of the air and the rain. Yes. Well, they all have, everything has a temperament. Gotcha. Throughout the years of raining on it, and then the sun is heating it up again. Right. And it, it, that, every day, it's just something is happening to that thing. Okay. I actually have been looking at stump for a long, long time. Yes. And I keep thinking, man, that's going to be one heck of a job trying to pull it out of there. Yeah, Mother Nature did the trick. It, my God, I couldn't believe it. And you know what? I almost killed myself once falling, walking over there, my foot caught on it, but I didn't fall, I balanced myself up, uh, and I said, God, I gotta, this is years ago, I gotta get this thing out of there. Okay. But no, I kept thinking, it was a hard job to do that. Well, it wasn't, it was a piece of cake. Well, that's, I'm so happy that we got that out, and uh, we took a nice picture, so all good. And just to think of it, you yourself have been here for several years. You never made an attempt to take that out. Several years? Yeah, well, they had the price uh, what, three or four years? Yeah, three or four years. Uh, you make it sound like 100 years, but okay. No, well, four years is a long, three years is a long time. Right, yeah. right. It, uh, you know. I've had it for 40 and you never took it out. I've had it for about 30 years. 30? Over that, longer than that. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're paying attention to those things. Hey, you know, I was doing some math, Dad. Um, if uh, my grandkids 
um, reach my age and they're still going up there, um, that will be 100 years um, wow. since. since uh, Are you kidding? Uh, wow. Yeah, that is, that will have been 100 years since uh, since we started, uh, you know, going up there. Wow. If they are still going up there at that time. Yeah, started off with uh, just Joanne and I. No, your mother and I. Right, right, right. All right, well, Dad, I got a number of questions to get to if you're ready. All right. Okay. And by the way, we really enjoy being out there all together this year. Oh, no, that was fantastic. Except that you had a lot of uh, projects that you had to take care of. So, no, well, that's what I do for fun. You know, while well, you guys, I, I know, you know, I that know. is I did the same thing when I was. Uh, oh yeah, hey, you and I are the same person. That I know. <laughs> we grew together. Absolutely, <laughs> Ivan. Uh, Ivan writes this, Dad. Dear me, Dad, I have a two-year-old daughter who likes to watch a lot of TV. Did you say two years old? Yes. Okay. She watches a lot of TV and plays video games. Two um, years old? Yes. Uh, she says, um, uh, so he says that, uh, you know, she's uh, she's doing that quite a bit. Now, those uh, sh- TV shows and the games are all educational. And, uh, but do you think we should cut down on the amount of time that she's in front of a screen? I don't know if the screen is uh, that significant as far as that goes, but just uh, watching television at this at this young age, uh, it, it becomes another uh, people that uh, go nuts with uh, doing these games and all that, and don't leave the TV and uh, right. That's what he's afraid I think, of. He's I think a- you gotta get him, the child involved in some other things like. Uh, put a puzzle together maybe or something. I know two years old, it's an awful young kid. That's a smart kid. Yeah. Uh, watching television. Uh, I really, uh, I think TV sometimes becomes a disease. I mean, I, I remember how I got involved with watching TV and I, I couldn't leave it as an adult. Gotcha. Yeah, I've, you know, you hear about that all the time. The The parents screaming at the kids to, uh, get away from the TV or get away from the video games and go outside, you know, yelling at them. I mean, if that kid is that intelligent to do that, start teaching him how to read. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, I think that a lot of parents, they get, well, they get a lot of parents get used to having that as almost like a babysitter because the problem is the parent then does gets used to the fact that there's, uh, that the kid is not, like getting into trouble or doing something that they shouldn't because they're watching a damn TV so they can whatever. They can uh, they can do whatever they want with their, their time. They don't have to engage. That's absolutely correct. Yes, they, I was going to come up with that. They don't, they're not engaging their children. You know, you need to engage your children. I always, uh, 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 whenever I see a mom or a dad in my neighborhood actually out playing with the kids, keeping them busy, I'm always like, now that, is, is that's great that i love that 
Like yes. my, my neighbor, Etta, yes. she does that all the time. I always say to her, I go, Etta, I tell you this every time, you're the mom of the year. Whether you, you know, re- whether it rains, sleet, or snow, or it's a nice day, you're you're doing something with your kids. I think that's huge. Absolutely. That, I mean, if that is the makeup of growth of a child, honestly, God, that the child grows up with the intelligence of a parent that is involved in educating the child. Right on. Couldn't agree more. That's right. All right, I, uh, I, I, I also uh, wrote down your suggestions. Child needs to build a puzzle. Well, I mean, yeah, do something. It's not an easy thing for a child to do to do the puzzle, but if it, you can get them to be interested in that, uh, it, it occupies the brain because the child is thinking how to put the puzzle together, for instance. I don't think that's going to be really happening because the child doesn't know uh, alphabet or doesn't read or doesn't, you know. Right, right. But that grows with them. Okay, Dad, here we go. Moving on, Rob uh, Rob V writes this. Dear Meathead, a friend of mine is about to uh, do a uh, half marathon for charity. His competition is better than he is, but I believe it will be a close race. What can I say to help motivate him? Well, First of all, just the thought of doing what he's doing is a great thing. Motivate him in the fact that he is doing a great thing by doing what he's doing. And the best effort is what you've got. Put it to work. Now, you can either win or you don't win it. I don't know. But the whole purpose is to participate. Once you start participating... Let's say that you did win something and you became very good at that. So that's a blessing. But you got to try. You got to try something that you're kind of sold on doing it and is into your makeup and uh, do it. Okay. Uh, hey, we don't all win every time or all the time. Yeah. Or don't win anything at all. Yeah, but the the key, trying it is what the important the, thing yes, is. Yes, show up and try. Now, what if the other guy is like, uh, uh, he, he's he's uh, being, he's like rubbing the other guy's face in it, and he's making fun of him and saying terrible things to him. Walk up to him and say, hey, you know, you're good. That's all. That's I wrote, all he needs to know. I wrote down, quote, the rest or the best effort you got is to put it to work. That's right. Okay. You, we all have efforts, but we don't use it. Okay, fine. Um, all right. Um, I don't know why she's giggling in here. She's always she's in a great mood. How about this one, Dad? William Shatner, who played Captain Kirk on yes. on Star Trek, he's ninety years old. He, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, he's going into space today. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I have, but I have an issue with that. Yeah, what is it, Dad? My issue is the millions of dollars that the man that has the money, all the men, all the people that are going to the space and come back, they don't leave the plane. They go up there and come back down. Am I right? Correct. Okay. That money, what did it, uh, what did it do? What was the advantage of that? Just because you're out there in a different atmosphere? 
I um I I know what you're saying. The amount of money uh, that it costs to do that. How is that helping the world? That's right. Do you realize how many families you can educate with the money that you spend going up there and down? I think that is a uh, a ama- is an amazing point that you just made. You know, I think a lot of this, a lot of people are suggesting that these billionaires who are doing this, this is all about arrogance and ego. That's right. Absolutely. There is nothing to gain by what they're doing. The amount of... Uh, is yeah. in an airplane, you go up there, or whatever, a rocket. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what do you see? Right. There's hardly any air up there either, you know. Yeah, there is. I, I think you're right. There is definitely hardly any air in space. I mean, way up there. Right. And then... Uh, Come down and well, yeah, you, I, went to, I went to the moon. What the hell did you accomplish? Yeah, I, I don't think they're like holding their breath, Dad. I think they're, uh, I think, you know, there's there's oxygen inside of the capsule. Well, I'm sure there is, but um, I mean, that that's not the principle of my conversation. The principle <laughs> is, why do you spend the money to do that when as you can stand on your two legs on earth yes. and help the people with that money? Okay. Although they say, although they say they do that too. All right, Joshua writes this. Dear Meathead, uh, actually, it's a question for both of us. You've been wrongfully convicted of murder and sentenced to die. What is your last meal? Oh, boy. (laughs) Spaghetti. I don't think I'd even want to be thinking about a meal at that time. We are on the same page. I would say... I don't want anything to eat. I just, I want hey, I'm going to be dying. I'm going to cry like hell. Right. I don't want to eat. Well, that's a dumb thing to, you know what they that should do? Really is a, yeah, it really is a dumb thing to think about. Yeah, you know, it really is. I can't even, I don't even like to put myself in the position of thinking about uh, somebody, you know, being uh, put to death. I mean, if you uh, that that ju- just the thought leading up to that would drive me insane. I would have a, a one request that is, uh, uh, shoot me when I'm asleep. Absolutely, right then and there. Right when I'm not expecting it, just shoot me right in the head, and that's the end of it. Oh my God, that's an awful thing to think of. Ah, yeah, that's horrible. Uh, wow, Sarah. Yes. Uh, Sarah writes this, dearest Ruben, my friend accidentally backed into his wife's car. It didn't cause much damage, but he's not going to tell her. Uh, he's a horrible driver. Should I tell her what he did? No. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, say that again. Uh, okay, let me. Your friend ran into. Uh, she writes, my friend accidentally backed into his wife's car. Okay. It, it didn't cause much damage, so he's not going to tell her. Should I tell on him? Of course you should. No. But, hey, I mean, it's going to have to be repaired. Well, I don't think it is. I think it's uh, just a superficial scratch or two. I don't know. I I, I think. Stay out of it. Nah. Joanne says that. Uh, Joanne says you should stay out of yeah, it. Yeah, I think so, too. No. Yeah? But, no? Yeah, you, you, you really should. Let that fight out by themselves. <laughs> okay. Really? All right. All right. No, I agree. I agree with that thought. All right. You've kind of like rethought it. Yeah. All right.
Uh, SFD Dean writes, uh, dear meathead, what is your favorite flavor of coffee? Please embellish. That's a strange thing you brought up because I actually don't even know why I drink coffee, but I drink it. Uh, I don't care. A coffee taste is. I don't. I didn't even know there's different flavor coffees. I guess, but I guess there is. Uh, it really doesn't matter to me. I think a cup of coffee I have for no reason at all. I drink that coffee. It doesn't do anything. I'm not crazy about coffee, but I love coffee every morning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a psychological type no, of thing. It, uh, I'm writing that down. It's a psychological. It's a psychological type of thing. Yeah, but I think most of it's a habit that I'm drinking coffee. I'll bet you I can quit coffee on a dime. I wish you would, because I don't drink it. Oh, man. You want to continue to quit it? I've been drinking coffee since I was like 14. Oh, I don't know how long I was, how long I was when I drank coffee, but it's, Do you, uh, it's, really, it's a habit, I think. I, I look forward to it so much. Do you drink? Uh, do you drink it black, or do you put anything in it? No, it's just black. Me too. All yeah. right. Uh, how about this one? Uh, this is uh, ripped from the headlines. It's a story that I was just talking about, Dad. You're not going to believe this. Um, near where I live, uh, there was a home that was a scene of a brutal murder 20 years ago. You're talking ago. about you? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in near where I live here in, okay. in West Michigan, there was a home where it was a scene of a brutal murder, a triple homicide, some crazy 17-year-old at the time killed his mother and his two sisters and he's in jail for the rest he's in jail for the rest of his life okay well um the person who owns the home now um she for halloween she decorated the home like the crime scene no uh, that's sad it really is uh, yeah i mean my wife that's disgusting it was horrible she even went so far as to put the police tape up the tombstones and uh, and the crime occurred when the bad guy hit his fan, beat him up with a bat, and she put the bat and leaned the bat against the porch. No, Eric, just think of this: what did that accomplish, or what would it accomplish? I don't know. I think Decorate this something like that. This sick animal is uh, drumming up all these terrible memories for people that were traumatized in the community. Oh Lord, yes. I think that woman should be punished for doing that oh, crap. I, yes, yes. I think somebody needs to pour some gas on the front lawn and light it on fire. Well, that's uh, that's another no. That's another issue uh, of uh, no. Nah, how do you don't do that. Remedy that? All you right, know, no. All right, don't do that. Then I take that. It's I just... think I think people should uh, quit associating with her or yeah, uh, just ignore the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. Or to let her know how distasteful that is. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. I think she's aware of it. I think she likes it. To reach his own, this country, this is the one thing that we all have. We can do anything we want to do. If we got caught with a nasty thing, then we get punished. If we didn't get caught, we got away with it. All right, Dad. Uh, let me write that down. Uh, if we got caught... Wait, what was that again? In this country... We get away with a lot of trash. We, I mean, do, we do things that's a trashy thing and get away with it. 
and no punishment. I mean, you, you know, I came to a country that you don't do any wrong things. When you do, you pay a price that's unbelievable. Did they have Halloween in in, in Iran? Was Halloween a thing in, in Iran? We have no Halloween there. No? Listen, a murderer or someone that's caused a very, very bad situation gets hung from the city hall for three days. The wind takes your body back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> we used to go and watch that. Dad, uh, I wrote down. And you don't think that put God's fear in yeah, us? Yeah, I believe it. I, I, I've heard that. Uh, I, I wrote down, give away a lot of trash and no punishment. Yeah. In this country, we've got freedom up the Google. Freedom up the, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> whatever that is. We don't know what Google uh, means. So. T- Dad, final question. Teal writes, dear Meathead, do you have a Bigfoot story? No. Are you aware of who Bigfoot is? Yes, so I just worked in a jungle and walked around. Yeah, no, you've you've never had any type of uh, experience with Bigfoot. I don't know where that comes no. from, but he apparently no, I have no experience of no recollection of a Bigfoot. I still hear some of those stories about it. All right, very good. Uh, one more. Um, Michael writes, "Dear Meathead, my buddy wants to be a rap star. He thinks he has what it takes, including a silly name." Do I tell him to follow his dream or should I be honest with him and tell him he has no talent? Please embellish. Well, I don't think you ought to bust his bubble. Let him do what he wants to do. And then if he became a loser, he don't know he's a loser. Eventually he will. But the problem with that is if it spends a lot of money on doing something that he's not going to succeed in, it really is a bad idea. Take that money, go take a young kid that is in need of money for education or growth or something and give it to him. Uh, Two quotes. Don't bust his bubble. And uh, if he's going to... If he's going to become a loser, he'll know he's a loser. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Well, suppose suppose something happened and he turned into a super-duper man. Well, yeah, then you can, hey, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you can say, like, I always supported you. Hey, if, if someone wants to do something that does not affect any other person's life or mentality or uh anything of that nature, let them do it. That's how a lot of good things happen. People that had talents got discovered. Very true. Dad, I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, as always, this has been fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad I was able to spend time with you guys up north. Hey, I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry that we had a short time there. And, of course, you got the issues that you take care of, like uh, clear up the uh, area and all that. Uh, but then again, it was a pleasure having it. For me, that was a security that you were there. Yeah, and you got to see O'Neill and Bruce. I mean, your two yeah, favorite. There you go. Yes. There you go. That's right. I really enjoyed you being there.
Okay, well, uh, next uh, big adventure is Thanksgiving at Mike's house. Oh, wow, okay. Okay, Sounds so, like a winner. Yeah, I'll see you in uh, just over a month. Okie doke. Okay, God bless, guys. I love you. God bless you, and uh, stay healthy, and say hello to your sweetheart. Will do. Okay, I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye, Joanne. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. Another edition of Dear Meathead. Right there, brought to you by JM Synthetics. Uh, in the middle of that, you may have noticed on the live stream that the live stream stopped. I am aware of that because I stopped it. I was tinkering around with uh, some of the spots on the uh, on the monitor, and I'm like, oh, yeah, what does this do? And I click it, and all of a sudden, it's over. Like, the show ended. So this is, I guess, part two. <laughs> I canceled myself. Well, anyway, I'm sure most of you are back now. Thank you. And uh, there you go. Another good time of uh, Dear Meathead right there. Dirk writes, did the broadcast just end? The heck happened? That's better. Uh, the Duchess adds, uh, this is great, but kids also need to learn to play by themselves. They are not always organized activities for them. Imagination and creativity is good to develop. That's a great thought, too. You're right. I remember we used to play Army. Oh, my God. It was incredible. And then we got uh, used to throwing eggs at the neighbor's house. That was another good one. Always fun. My beloved cousin John is here. Uh, Paul referred to Facebook for some reason as Fagbook. What? What are you doing that for? Justin calls you rude for that. Uh, you can make the same point for any money spent, Dirk says, referring to my dad talking about the uh, William Shatner trip. How many families could be fed for every guitar I've bought? Uh, okay, again, you so miss the point. What a stupid comment that is. So, no, you can't make the same point because your guitar, which is no doubt probably a uh, Fender Squire or some shitbox guitar like that, uh, is not worth the billion dollars that Bezos is spending. It is completely another example of how defective your thinking is. Okay? You are a tool. Don't ever lose sight of that. Don't ever forget how much of a tool you are. All right. Ah. Prince played a Fender Squire. He did not play a Fender Squire. The only thing, a Fender Squire, you dope is a knockoff version of a Fender Stratocaster. It's a shittier version of a Stratocaster. There is no way in hell prove that. that uh, show me a picture of Prince 
playing a guitar that says Squire right on the, uh, the on the end of the guitar there. A Fender Squire. That's like a $600 guitar, you idiot. My God. Dirk says, you didn't miss the point at all. Expendable cash is relative to each of us. No, you you missed the point. The point is when you have that much money that it benefits no one by a flight into space. Oh, I mean, if you think about it, that amount of money, if it was used, it could fucking end hunger as we know it. Dumbass. Your guitar, the cost of your shitty guitar could not end hunger as we know it. So not the same thing. It absolutely is paramount, the actual dollar amount that we're talking about. Jeez. I hate being right all the time. Seriously. All right. Uh, Loving Dear Meat is, as always, brought to you by my friends at JM Synthetics. Horizon Hydroponics. If you grow, you know. Most of the time, the people that uh, engage with my friends at uh, Horizon Hydroponics, they're, they're, they're growing cannabis. There was a time a couple of decades ago when they started their business and they're getting like raided. Yeah, we know what's going on here. Nowadays, it's like, uh, hell, it's, it's a cottage industry, marijuana is. But no matter what you're growing, uh, that could be marigolds, tomatoes, or cannabis. Remember Horizon Hydroponics. They are the botanical queens and kings of the industry. This is one of my sponsors that you can take advantage of anywhere in the U.S. Horizon, that's Z-E-N, HorizonHydroponics.com. Shop online for whatever you need. If you have any questions about the products that you want to buy, a real person will pick up the phone when you call the number on the website. And then order away. If you're within driving distance of one of the four brick-and-mortar locations, Kalamazoo, Lansing, Grand Rapids, or Byron Center, you can order it and pick it up. No problem. If you're way off the beaten path, orders 250 and more are shipped free. How about that? And for any orders online, use the code ZANESHOW at checkout, and you will save 10%. How about that? Thank you to Horizon Hydroponics. Not all dumpsters are created equal. Thank you to Dumpster Divers for being on the show. All right. Go to DumpsterDiversLLC.com and you too can see the difference in dumpsters. What? Yeah, that's true. You see, any other dumpster company, they um, what they do is they uh, price the dumpster with a higher weight limit that there's no way you will be able to achieve that amount of, um, weight limit by just, um, you know, throwing your household goods in there. So you're going to pay less. Reach out to dumpster divers, dumpster divers, LLC.com. You can also call or text whatever you want. 616. 615-9962. That's 616-375-9962. I will be joined 
I think, by a former intern of mine back in the Knoxville days by the name of Ron. Ron is a realtor. I'm not sure where he is. And uh, he was apparently an intern of mine back in Knoxville in U- in 2000. I was an assistant coach for the Lady Vols at UT, finishing up my bachelor's degree at 35. I was only with you guys for a semester, but had some good memories. Uh, specifically sitting in uh, while you were talking about professional wrestling and current events and shit. You taught me how to splice tape. For promos and such. That's all I really did, I think. Don't expect you to remember me as I know you've been in a number of places and worked with a ton of people. You know, I like to pride myself on being able to remember the particular things, but I cannot remember this for the fucking life of me. Anyway, found you as I was telling someone that I had actually worked in radio for a very short time and made and it made me check around to see where you had landed. I'm a realtor now in Atlanta. Life is good. Hope all is well. Enjoy the show. Well, that's awesome. Well, here you are. All right. All right, Ron, click on that bad boy. Click on that bad boy. I just sent you the link and you will join me on the show. I need to talk to you. Kyle writes, I love edibles. Thank you, Michigan, for making this legal much better than taking prescription pills. Okay. Uh, excuse me. George Harrison played a squire too. I, I, I do not believe that. Oh shit. Uh, I got, uh, a, a jerk off on a wild tangent. Now he's, you know, this is a point when you just ignore this crazy fuck. He's an absolute loser animal who's brainwashed on everything that's wrong. If you want to hear somebody making a stupid point that everybody's going to roll their eyes about, uh, just walk up to Dirk when he's talking because this guy is full of it. Oh God. What a pain in the ass. He is so annoying. Shit. All right. I got some audio that I want to play for you. Uh, played you the Robin Williams screen test. Uh, what I have for you is a little bit of uh, context, first of all, on uh, John Gruden. And um, check this out. She sent this along. A guy by the name of Jay uh, Hart from Yahoo Sports wrote this. Yesterday's story was John Gruden resigning as head coach of the Raiders over content uh, inside some leaked emails. Today's story, who leaked those emails and why after 10 months of the NFL investigating alleged workplace misconduct within the Washington football team organization, the only dirty laundry to be aired is about a coach of a football team 2,400 miles west of D.C. Whether or not you feel Gruden is a victim here, he certainly is a scapegoat. It's according to this guy, it's his opinion. Some 650,000 emails to dig into, and that's true. And his are the first and only so far to be made public. The only person being held accountable thus far for workplace misconduct is a guy who's never worked for the organization under investigation for workplace misconduct. If the NFL isn't actually hiding anything from its investigation into alleged harassment, 
within the Washington football team organization. It's doing a bang-up job of looking like it is. The league reportedly won't release a formal written report into its investigation, which begs that question of how the Gruden emails got out. This is a great point. I never thought about this. Holy shit. Our Charles Robinson took a look at that exact question, circling, circling it around who benefited most from the Gruden revelations. Here's where it gets interesting. I'm not going to get into the rest of this. I'll, uh, I'll link it up and you can, you can read it all and check it out for yourself. But I think uh, if you think about it, you know, he called uh, uh, Goodell an F rhymes with Baggett. If you're Goodell, you're like, oh, we got him. I'm not going to let this guy get away with that. I, I actually would probably do the same thing. So that is, uh, that is weird. Um, Chris says most definitely a distraction. Uh, meanwhile, Richard, who is uh, Richard Francisco, who is in a band, several, he says Prince played a Honer, H-O-N-E-R. Do you mean Fender? I think you mean Fender because that's what a Telecaster uh, is is made. Uh, a Fender, Fender makes a tele Telecaster. Prince played a Fender Telecaster knockoff for many years. It was not a Squire. Why the fuck would he play a damn knockoff? All right. Meanwhile, this. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. He played for John Gruden in the Tampa years. Obviously, no fan of Gruden. Time out. Richard says, nope, it's a honer. What the hell's a honer? It's a knockoff. All right, enough about the guitars. Fuck this. Here's Keyshawn. I didn't know that, that John would say things like that and, and put them in an email. He just always been a fraud to me. <laughs> he just always been a fraud to me. Never, never from day one, he's been a used car salesman. And people bought it because he inherited a championship team built by Tony Dungy and Rich McKay. And he came in there with a little bit of different energy that we had with Tony. And it kind of kicked us over the top to get our world championship, which I am grateful for. So wait a minute. He calls him uh, a fraud. And then he says that him coming in, Quote, he describes it as kick them over the top to win a Super Bowl for us. So he's in a in a weird way giving him credit, but also calling him a fraud. So was it I mean it worked, didn't it? I mean, who gives a fuck how you get there as long as you get there, right? This sounds like a lot of sour grapes to me. It sounds like Keyshawn just never liked John Gruden and uh is now because he's down, he's kicking him, you know? But at the same time, I also saw through who he was through that journey of getting a championship. The year that, think about it. We won the championship and we're standing on the podium in the Super Bowl and the general manager's trying to raise the trophy and the head coach takes the trophy from him, basically says, give me this, this belongs to me. I didn't see that. And like, all of that, Maybe that did when you're paying attention, and then the next year, the general manager leaves in the middle of the season because he doesn't want to deal with all the shenanigans 
that was going on. He lead. Think about this though, Jay and Max. He leaves in the middle. Rich McKay left in the middle of the season to go take another job with another team because he didn't want to be around this guy. Keyshawn. So he hates him. Then this. Um, Jason Whitlock is a uh, sports reporter. He used to play football, college football. He's a, he's a, he was a big offensive guard or offensive uh, lineman or something like that. He's been a uh, prominent talking head about sports for years. I had no idea that Whitlock was a uh, conservative host. I think he works for The Blaze. And, um, okay, it's a little bit weird. I You know, uh, black people who... Um, hate John Gruden or, you know, anti-racist, uh, as you would expect that I, I don't know how they respond when a black guy does not agree with them. I think that that makes a really awkward scenario. Um, I guess it stands to reason. Not all people think alike, you know, obviously Randy Moss is here speaking about the John Gruden thing and Randy Moss starts crying. And then uh, Jason Whitlock plays the clip of Randy Moss crying. And then Whitlock, who is black, starts to make fun of Randy Moss weeping. Holy shit. The clock is ticking, man. This is the first clip you'll hear is Randy Moss overreacting. The clock is ticking, man. And for us to be moving back and not forward in 21st century, like I said, man, National Football League, this hurts me. The clock is ticking, man. I'm sorry. For us to be moving back, not forward, you know, we went 10 years into John Gruden's emails and we found racism (laughs) in those emails from John Gruden back. We're not looking forward. We're not moving forward. The NFL, this hurts. This, this hurts. Those emails oh hurt me. God. Didn't they hurt you? I mean, oh my God. He said, Demore Smith has big lips. Oh my God. <laughs> can you believe that? I can only laugh at this. Demore Smith. I can only laugh at this because it's a black guy doing the bit. Big if a white if a white guy did this a bit, he is fucked. He said it in an email. Oh my God, is he mocking him? Holy shit! Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So the first part of that clip was Randy Moss. The back half of that clip was Jason Whit- Whitlock mocking Randy Moss. Whew. Holy cow! All right. As usual, after the fact. These are all good points that are being made. And it it kind of uh, clouds this whole scenario up a bit, I think. Makes this a little bit uh, strange. But what to do? I mean, you're the NFL, and uh, you've been uh, uh, banking on this whole equality thing for quite some time, and uh, this surfaces. But I do think there needs to be an investigation into the investigation. Why? Why did this all happen? I think that that Yahoo Sports reporter, and I'll link it up for you to check it out for yourself, makes some very good points. 
Uh, all right. If you're looking for a job, Affordable Limousine wants to hear from you. Buscareers.com is where you go. If you are an experienced driver with a CDLB with passenger endorsement, do consider them. Affordable Limousine uh, wants to hire you. You go there, go to buscareers.com, fill out the form, and they will get in touch with you. They are expanding their business. They need to triple the amount of drivers that they have. And if you've been working for the man, driving a school bus, a dump truck, a cement mixer, a transit bus for the, for the city, it's time to work, uh, first of all, hours that you want to work. You can work as much or as little as you want, and you can earn a hell of a lot more than what you were doing working for uh, those respective positions, okay? Can you imagine going from uh, working where you have to get up at 4.30 in the morning, drive all these brats around in a yellow school bus, uh, to working, you know, middle of the day, uh, working a lot less and earning a lot more. Trust me on this. Buscareers.com. Check them out today. A&E Heating and Cooling. Signing people up for the uh, furnace tune-up. It is $79. I want you to call or text 616-516-8579 and schedule it right now. Drop what you're doing. 616 616- 516-8579 today. Thank you, A&E Heating and Cooling, utilizing the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. As I bring in Ron, former intern of, I guess it would be the Phil and Billy show, wouldn't it, Ron? Hey, can you hear me all right? I can hear you fine. Yeah, that is correct. The Phil and Billy, I forgot. I forgot the name of the show, but yeah, you're right about that. And you're in Atlanta now, correct? I am in Atlanta. Do you, if you don't want to be seen, that's totally cool. But if you do want to be seen, if you hit the screen, there's a little camera icon. But oh, that's yeah. fine. There you go. There you are. Oh my God! So you're uh, in in real estate, and you uh, you 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 worked with me. Do you? I I don't recall anything, Ron. Holy crap! It was such a short time. You know, again, I went to I went back to to school late in life, you know, to finish up my bachelor's. And I was an assistant coach for the uh, swimming team there at UT. And uh, but I I'd always been intrigued by broadcasting. And so I said, OK, um, I'm going to finish up my degree in something that intrigues me, not necessarily something I'm going to do. And so I went into broadcasting. And, uh, you know, as you know, you got to get a internship at some point. And so uh, went up on the rock and roll station there. I forget. I can't, I can't even remember the name of the station. WIMZ. There you go. And I uh, went up there and you guys graciously allowed me to come in here. I think you thought I was looking for a full-time job. I'm like, I'm just looking to, to pass on my internship. And you were like, well, you're going to basically be doing grunt work, which I did, but it was fun. You guys let me sit in the studio and just talk, you know, smack and all that. It was, it was a, a great experience. So, um, you know, I think Phil may not have been there at the time. I think it was Tony Magoo, or I, I'm not sure. We had like several people that were in and out around there. I know for sure Bill and I were there because yeah, we were, and that's we all I remember constantly. too. I just remember working, and you had a, uh, I think you had dark hair at the time instead of yeah. uh, silver oh, hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a full head then? I did, of course, man. You know, like everybody, but yeah, that was a long time ago. But it was it was fun, and uh, yeah. 
that radio station is my favorite place I've ever worked at because of where it was on top of that mountain overlooking the city. Like yeah. that. it was spectacular because then the sun would rise. You see Mount Lacan and uh, off to the east. It was like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. I love my time back in UT in Knoxville. It was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, oh, yeah. I love yeah, it was it was a great experience. That community became so uh, uh, ingrained in my brain for the short amount of time that I lived there that I travel back there often. Um, to see folks that are still there. Uh, Billy, the guy that I was doing the show with, he unfortunately, uh, like in the past year, he passed. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, but he was, he was fantastic. But, um, so, you know, you, you said you graduated with a degree from UT and you said it was a broadcasting degree. Yeah. Broadcasting degree. And, but you ended up working your way into real estate. Well, I went into coaching for, so I coached, I've coached a number of Olympians, a gold medalist and all over the world and everything. And, uh, and I did that. And I retired from that about four years ago. And uh, because I was tired of working 80 to 100 hour weeks and, you know, waking up at four in the morning and traveling all that, which sounds great to some people, but got into real estate because I can control my own time. And, uh, and, and, and I just love it, you know. So uh, what Olympics and who is the Olympian? Well, in 2008, I worked with a guy named Jason Lezak, and a lot of people may remember him. He was the guy that when Michael Phelps was trying to get his eighth gold medal, uh, the men's four by 100 free relay, he was the guy at the very end that touched out the French swimmer and allowed Phelps to get his eighth. So I worked with him for a little bit. I wouldn't say I was his coach because he was 30 something at the time. I was just kind of, you know, being a, a mentor or whatever. Um, in 2012, I coached an Olympian from the U.S. named Charlie Houchin. And then, uh, and then 2016, I was working with a Chinese athlete uh, named, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Shijing Ling, and she won a bronze medal uh, in Rio and the 200 uh, breaststroke. Did you, have you ever met Ryan Lochte? Uh, many times. He seems like the dumbest person on the planet. <laughs> It, it, you have to get to know him, but he's his own, he's his own guy. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, he's his own guy. That's all I'll say. Why do swimmers, uh, get under a shower? Uh, well, especially divers when they, when they come out of the pool to get warm because it's so cold when you're walking up and down the stairs and I'm talking about diving, you know, going up and down the stairs and to the board and doing your dives. I mean, it gets really chilly in there. And so they do it just to keep the muscles warm and not stiff and everything. Oh. So. Because if the muscles get cold and they're doing the dive, they could hurt themselves. Correct. I mean, and you, you know, when you're doing all that stuff and twisting your body, all God knows what ways and everything yeah. else in the air, it's so fast. You, you got to, your muscles got to be able to do that pretty quickly. So uh, in, in Realty Now in Atlanta is where you ultimately wound up, correct? I am in Atlanta, correct. Are there any homes in America for sale? Because if I understand correctly, the market is horrible. It's slowing a little bit, but the inventory, which is the key word there, inventory, you know, you, let's say you've got 10 people looking to buy a house and there's one house. I mean, it's literally that, you know, the, that, that it, it's just crazy. The inventory super low interest rates are starting to go back up a little bit. So it's slowing down a little bit, but it's, it's insane. COVID everybody thought the market would tank and nothing would happen. And COVID, you know, values have gone up 60% in two years. So it's just been, it's just right. been incredible. Oh my God. Um, do you have any, any other particular memories of me? Was I a jerk? Was I nice? I mean, I, I'm sometimes anxious when I talk with someone from my past, what, what type of an idiot was I like working? Is there, is there anything that strikes you as, Oh my God, this guy's a real asshole. No, but very, very outspoken. 
which which I could appreciate. And uh, very <laughs> just very outspoken, very opinionated. Um, I remember when you were showing me how to, and it was digital. I think this was like right when digital things yep. started working. And when I said tape, you know, you know what that means. Yeah. But um, it was digital, and you were trying to say, all right, you just gotta, you know, stop it here, splice it here, so the words go, and there's not a lot of in between and all that. And I would do it and mess it up, and you would—you uh, were very patient, but I could just tell you're like Jesus. Let's get this guy out of here, and let's get somebody <laughs> in here that can knows what's going on. So yeah, but, I, but it was—it was a good good experience. Was that the machine where you spin the wheel thing? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. It's called an Orban. I remember the Orban. Yeah, that's wow. right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and so now here you are so many years later, you just on a whim decided to look it up. Is that, is that, is that what you said? Because you were talking with someone about talking about- to a friend and we were talking about radio or something. I said, well, you know, I used to be in radio cause I was, I worked at the, uh, the college station and did DJing at night sometimes. And I said, I did an internship for a local, you know, big station there. And they're right. like, that's BS, you know? So I, I said, well, and they were asking me who it was. And I said, well, I remember the guy's name was Eric Zane. But I can't remember the, I think it was Bill or whatever, but, um, but anyway, and so we talked about it and they just thought it was funny. And then I said, I wonder whatever happened to Eric Zane. I wonder if he's still in radio or, you know, some people get in, some people uh, get yeah. out, but, um, and I just Googled you and saw, I guess you were up in Michigan or you still may be, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. That's where this is originating from right now. After gotcha. Tennessee, um, I moved to New Jersey and then over to where I am right now in 04. And I was with two other guys that I picked up in Knoxville and gotcha. we had a great run together. And then they, uh, well, I got cut loose. They're like, we don't like him anymore. He's a jackass. And, right. uh, so that's it. There's a big, big, ugly divorce. So, um, I kind of floated around radio for a couple of years, but almost three years now I've been sitting right here. So. Gotcha. Well, yeah. this is a great format. I mean, and obviously in real estate, you know, YouTube is the least used format. People are afraid to get on it, right? People are afraid to make videos. They want to watch them all day, but they're afraid to use it. So I'm glad. And I saw you on YouTube, on your YouTube channel. So, uh, yeah. And nice. I, I was like, this is brilliant, you know? So yeah, it's great to reconnect. And I, I love just hearing your banter and your talking and your thoughts and your ideas. And, you know, it's great. Oh, well, that's fantastic to say. Thank you. I really appreciate that. The check is in the mail. Uh, very <laughs> kind. Thank you for going along with the act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So really good, man. I wish you nothing but the best. Don't be a stranger. In fact, uh, there'll be, you know, there's an audio version of this that's published every day, wherever you, I don't know if you listen to podcasts in your free time, but uh, uh, it, it, it will also be available there. That's pretty much uh, how, how it works. So thank cool. you, Ron. I, I really appreciate you joining me. Okay, buddy. Absolutely. It's great catching up. All right. Talk to you, Ron. Thank you. Take care. There man. you go. See you. Former intern of the, uh, I guess, Billy and Eric show, uh, whatever we called it on WIMZ back in the day. Holy cow. Wow. Not a memory in the world of that. Not one. Is that not strange? I mean, I, I, I forget a lot of things, but I like to think that I, uh, uh, remember faces, you know, Whew. he was definitely headed in. Uh, okay. Now I see that, uh, the audience is, uh, having their own conversations. Boomer Bob says, if anyone remembers man cow, remember man cow. Oh my God. Look up his YouTube. He's turned full on Alex Jones. I think he's crazy as fuck. All right. Uh, Melinda says, I want to know what it was like working with Eric way back then. 
There you go. Yep. Well, I think he covered that. Very cool. Thank you. Boomer Bob says, man, cow is horrible. As get, he has guests on and doesn't let them speak. He yells at his kids to be quiet. Brags about his glory days. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't realize he did it from his own place. But how about, uh, how about uh, the fact that uh, dude was like an Olympic trainer too? That is fantastic. He's, he's lived quite a life. Very, very cool. Thank you, Ron. Uh, where the hell was I? What was I going to get into? Okay. <laughs> we don't have much time left. But um, thank you to Jason Schaefer for sending this one in. Excuse me. <coughs> Young lady. Great Falls, Montana. This is a... Uh, a lot of uh, Native Americans live in and around uh, that area. I think it is the uh, uh, Blackfoot Indian and Cherokee um, in and around that area. You know, and uh, typically, um, I know that, uh, I mean, I saw Dances with Wolves, Tatanka, uh, aren't a lot of uh, Native American names uh, named after... Uh, inspiration something in nature maybe something about their persona you know just keep that in mind as i get into this story i'll show you the image so you can uh see what i'm seeing it won't really reveal the the story but uh this young lady was uh, arrested after exposing herself to children Outside of a fitness class, this is the young lady. Again, I am uh, uh, stereotyping and going out on a limb here that she is a Native American, but um, it's pertinent for the background that I just gave you. It's essential, in fact. All right. Well, <clears throat> the details go like this. In Great Falls, Montana, a woman was arrested for allegedly exposing herself in front of children while trying to fight another woman outside of a fitness class. According to court documents, uh, they talk about the whereabouts of where it happened and when it happened. It was late August. Uh, Belinda Hayes told police she and her husband and her 15-year-old daughter were waiting for their young son slash brother to finish up his fitness class at this particular uh, locale. That is where the problem occurred when the belligerent that I just showed you the image of stormed over and began threatening and making odd gestures. According to Cascade County Attorney Joshua uh, Racky in the initial complaint, Hayes, Belinda Hayes, the mother and her husband and the 15-year-old are there. And uh, she actually has known the belligerent all of her life. Linda Bernadette Big Beaver is the belligerent. Hayes said she jumped into her vehicle to get away from Big Beaver 
and told her told her there were kids in the area. Yeah, come on, Big Beaver, there's kids here. Get out of here. We'll settle this someplace else. When Hayes grabbed her phone to call the police, Big Beaver said, oh, yeah? Ran across the street and showed her titties to Hayes and Hayes' daughter. Just then, Hayes' husband and juvenile son walked outside and happened to see Big Beaver on the street corner, repeatedly pulling her shirt down to expose herself to them. So she's using the power of her Big Beaver titties at this point. Hayes then told the police uh, her pants were suddenly down around her knees and she was showing her genitals off, according to the prosecutor. Hayes' teen daughter told police she saw the entire confrontation between her mother and Big Beaver to include seeing Big Beaver flashing herself, according to court documents. So she wants to fight Hayes. And then that doesn't work out. So she goes over to the fitness class and drops her pants and flashes her titties. And this is all from a woman named Big Beaver. My God. It makes you wonder if she's got one of those flappity ones. Katrina Bava, who doesn't know Big Beaver or Hayes, said she saw Big Beaver acting very odd and yelling. So Bava saw Big Beaver. So she yelled at both of them, hey, calm down, everybody. There's kids coming out. Big Beaver, put your beaver away. Baba said she also saw Big Beaver flash her titties while the kids were coming out of the building. This article by the, uh, uh, it, it doesn't say titties. I'm, I'm you know, kind of uh, taking liberty with the story. According to court documents, Big Beaver has an extensive misdemeanor criminal history. The incidents took place... The incident took place in the presence of a youth event and in front of at least two juveniles, Big Beaver knowingly or purposely exposed her genitals under circumstances in which she knew the conduct was likely to cause uh, affront or alarm in order to abuse, humiliate, harass, or degrade another. Big Beaver's been charged with felony and decent exposure. exposure. And get this, she faces up to 100 years in prison. A hundred years in prison for showing her bush and her titties and a $50,000 fine if convicted. That seems a little harsh. You got a hundred years for showing your vagina and her, your name is Big Beaver. And if you're the prosecutor and the judge and the witnesses and the bailiff, Rusty, the bailiff in the courtroom, how are they not going to be cracking up this whole time? I mean, seriously, her name is Big Beaver. You know, she was like, you what? You think I, You think it's funny having a name like this? Well, look at this. Showing it to the kids. My God, Big Beaver. There you go. Phew. Thank you, Jason. All right. We've got the asshole of the day coming up. You had Ron on there talking about real estate and making a home purchase. Uh, before you do that, it's important you get a mortgage. Remember, get a mortgage that is uh, less, I'm sorry, more than the home that you're looking at. So if the home costs $180,000, get a mortgage for two twenty five dollars if you can, because you are going to get in a bidding war. You can always redo it. 
231-332-6505 for Man, uh, Van Dyke Mortgage. I almost said Man Dyke. Uh, servicing clients in every state, including Georgia. Any state in the union with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. And then, of course, TC Paintball. Batting cleanup today. Um, I need more bodies for paintball. Plan it out. Sunday at 4 p.m. Paintball War 16. I want to see you there at TC Paintball. It's going to cost you 35 bucks. You'll be able to shoot me. Uh, I'll be limping around because I'll have completed the Grand Rapids Half Marathon by that point. God willing. Fingers crossed. And I will see you at TC Paintball. Reach out to me, eric at ericsaintshow.com. If you're going, I need the RSVP for the headcount. Uh, I think we're a little lean. Uh, the tarantula farmer, I forget how many he's sending my way, probably at least four or five. Uh, so I'll just count him for five, plus Kuiper is six, Maze is seven, eight, 13. Yeah, we're lean. We have at the most 13 people right now. That is way lean. So I need more bodies. Uh, Sarah Rook, Rook, Roosh. I'm looking at you with your rug rat kids, kid and his friend, 35 bucks. What a set you back. You get the paint, you get the mask, you get, you get the gun, you get a uh, pizza party beforehand from BC pizza, uh, B BC pizza. I said BC peace ball. Fuck BC pizza. It all happens at TC paintball. Reach out to me, Eric at Eric Who is going to be the asshole of the day? I was the asshole of the day yesterday. I think I could be again today for stopping the live stream earlier in the show. I'm back on Facebook. Uh, Jamie Costas screen test. Okay. Uh, it's the Halloween display from hell. But I have to be careful here. I don't want this. I don't want uh, the Amanda, our Amanda, to think it's her. Amanda Halloween display. Also, you jackasses who don't get it. Dummies like Jason Schaefer and think it's no problem. Are you stupid? It's absolutely a problem. How would you like it, dumbass? Uh, if your family got murdered and uh, the, it happened at, uh, at some idiot's house and then the dumbass who owns a house decided to put up a display, a hilarious Halloween display about it. Are you fucking nuts? Amanda, the Halloween display kook. That is your asshole of the day. Okay, that is going to do it, folks. I appreciate you so much. Another show in the in the books. And I'll be uh, back on Patreon. In fact, uh, in 20 minutes, I've got Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. Kate is taking on Dale. That'll be awesome. So there you go. And then the Patreon bonus podcast. Till next time, folks. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.